Medic! Welcome back, everybody. Brand new podcast, episode 10 of Medic Up. I hope you guys and girls have been watching the new episodes of A&E's Night Watch Nation. It's a spinoff from that wildly popular Night Watch that, if you guys remember, followed uh, New Orleans EMS paramedics and EMTs during their night shifts. So now Night Watch Nation follows EMS crews from around four different areas of the country. Tucson, Arizona, Austin, Texas, Yonkers, New York, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This show sucked me in. I love the variety of seeing the multiple services and providers from around the country doing what they do. The videography is superb, second only to the skills showcased by the subjects that are being filmed. I think the show does an outstanding job showcasing EMS around the country. And if you haven't watched it, shoot over to A&E and check it out. There's plenty of clips online as well as full episodes. And I think if you sign in with your cable or satellite provider, uh, you'll be able to watch those. So today, I have one of the rock star medics from Nightwatch Nation on the show, Lacey Spencer from East Baton Rouge's EMS. Uh, Lacey's as high speed as they come, literally. She's a street medic, bike medic, SWAT medic. She's the recipient of East Baton Rouge EMS Paramedic of the Year in 2015, as well as the Louisiana State Paramedic of the Year in 2015. And now she's a TV star showcasing EMS on a national level. I have a small production note for you guys. You might have to listen to this episode at a slightly higher volume than normal. This was the first guest who has called in, and the learning curve was pretty steep for me in recording phone calls. I sound like a, I sound like I'm sitting right next to you, but Lacey's volume, the way I recorded it, is a little bit lower and not as loud as I would have liked it. So you may have to mess with the volume as you listen. I tried to fix it in post-production as best I could without distorting her voice, and I think it works out really well. I hope you guys enjoy it, and if you guys check on the show notes, you can see some links to Lacey's uh, social media and uh, read about some of her uh, some of her achievements. So, guys, I hope you enjoy it. And here we go. Lacey Spencer from East Baton Rouge, and I think I'm saying it right. Rouge, Rouge, EMS <laughs> in 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 Louisiana. Um, and she is one of the medics who's featured on the Night Watch Nation TV show that uh, started back in August. And oddly enough, we're recording this the night of the their season one finale. And uh, there, we'll circle back around to it, but there was an episode that featured her and her partner. And she said some things, they ran a call, and uh, it, it kind of struck me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go find this person and, and, and kind of see what we can talk about. I think they have an interesting point of view. And as I was stalking you on social media, uh, I was finding out more things here and here and there. And I was like, wow, this is, uh, I think this will go really well, especially when I, I found a couple pictures from uh, some, some of your accomplishments. But uh, I tried to get a bio. And like everybody else who comes on the show, nobody gives me the bio ahead of time. I think people are, <laughs> no one ever wants to like toot their own horn. They're like, oh, quiet professional. I'm so humble. And they don't want to say like, I did this and I did that. And like when I see, and other people see it, I'm like, man, that's awesome. He did a great, that's, I would definitely tell people, everyone in the world about that. So unfortunately, right. I'm going to make you do it. So since uh, we couldn't oh, make okay. it happen ahead of time, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, and maybe, you know, a little bit of, you know, your experience coming up in, in EMS, what you've been doing. All right, cool. Uh, first of all, thanks for uh, reaching out and, you know, talking about some heavy stuff that we kind of go through as paramedics. Um, I've been a paramedic for nine years. Seven of that has been with East Baton Rouge EMS. 
through my time with Baton Rouge EMS, I have become a SWAT medic. I'm also a bike medic. I'm also part of our CISM team. That's something here at East Baton Rouge EMS that we feel like we need to have a very active team because we do have a, a high burnout rate in our profession because we see some of the worst things that people see, you know, and we need to we need to be there to adopt that lifestyle of taking care of our own, uh, which is something that traditionally EMS in the past hasn't done a very good job of, and it's just now kind of coming to the forefront. It's okay to talk about these things that, you know, people don't want to talk about. But through my time with EMS, uh, 2015, I was selected our department paramedic of the year, which was a very humbling experience. At any given day, that could be given to any one of my coworkers. And so to be chosen, uh, that was a very humbling experience for me. And then to go further, to be chosen as the state paramedic of the year for the state of Louisiana, that was, uh, you know, even more humbling experience. You know, like you said, tooting your own horn, that's not me, and it'll never be me. Um, I just, you know, once you find a passion for what you do, and you do that job well, and you pride yourself in doing that job well, if people recognize that, they do. If they don't, they don't. You're still happy with the work product that you give back to your community. You know, as far as just awards through Baton Rouge EMS, I mean, our Medal of Valor, I received that for my response in the July 2016 police ambushes in that happened in Baton Rouge. And, you know, that was one of the worst days of my career. Um, really, the most trying day of my career. Um, my friends were being killed uh, in front of me. And that is, that's a hard pill to swallow and when you're a SWAT medic and you're responding with the SWAT team. Um, that's something that you have to be ready for. And, uh, you know, we never think something like that will happen in our city. And then it does. That, you know, the the Medal of Valor, it's like, you know, I was just doing what any any paramedic would have done, honestly. Um, so it's like, while people have recognized the the actions that I've done as a as a paramedic, it's not anything that I feel like is special that another paramedic on any given day wouldn't have done the exact same thing. Right. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, and the honorable service, of course, that's for just my dedication, you know, to the profession through precepting students and teaching those students. Um, you know, I feel like building confidence in those young minds is so huge that they come out and they're confident instead of being absolutely scared to death. Uh, you know, because you may be scared to death, but you can't show that. Um, right. Got to take command of that chaos, and uh, you can talk about being scared a little later. But in the meantime, when you're on that call, you got to get through it. Right. Um, but and then of course honor guard. You know that's one of the most. I keep on saying the word humbling, but anytime you honor someone else, it's a humbling experience because you know. Number one, we're able to honor that person for whatever reason, and that's never a good, happy moment. Um, at the end of the day, you know, 
someone lost their their life either in the line of duty or not. But it's what we do as a, a profession, and you know, as being part of that those thin lines, you know, um, the red line, the blue line, and the white line, the yellow, green, you know, you name it. It's got all those colors. We all do uh, do our jobs, and we do it for the good of our fellow man. So. I agree with you 100%. And uh, that, it sounds like you have done a lot in nine years. Um, you sound like you've stuffed 25 years into nine. Um, I appreciate that 100%. Um, and I, I think that's cool. Um, and yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of taking notes as you talk again, because like I said, no bio, I had to hear all that. I heard a lot of that for the first time. But uh, two yeah. two things that I just I just kind of wrote down, and, and, and I'll we'll come back to these. I think maybe a little bit later. But to me, I would automatically, if somebody said after this, like, "Hey man, what was it like talking to her?" I'd be like, I, the two things I would say is number one, dedicated, uh, and number two, <laughs> if I had to if I had to pull somebody to to push this profession or, and I hate to say market, but I think it's at a place where we are. I, I would say, and, and again, this is within 10 minutes of talking to you and five minutes on the phone yesterday. Uh, I would say Lacey Spencer is an ambassador for EMS. So uh, along, along with all the other stuff you've been doing, uh, again, you're probably somebody, again, without knowing you personally, I would say this would be somebody I would hate to lose in EMS. If you got bored of the job, burn out from the job, um, <laughs> And that's that's just me, and and obviously you know what what everybody in America sees on the show. And I think it would probably be I don't think I would be the only person to say that. So you know, that. no problem. Um, you know, credit where credit's due, always, and we don't get enough of it in in the job. And again, the you know the 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 quiet professional says, oh, I'm just doing my job, I'm just doing my thing. I like taking care of patients. Right, right. So, so with that, you know. That's why it was kind of strange, you know, Nightwatch Nation is obviously, you know, a nationwide program. And it's like, well, how can you be humble when but you're on everybody's TV screens? And it's like you said it. You right. hit it on the head, an ambassador of EMS. I preach this all the time, and I thought it would be hypocritical of me to not try and show America, you know, what I feel like our profession embodies and so that's why i jumped on the opportunity not for lacey spencer but for our profession and um to really give it an honest open look to america and uh that's something that stacy and i both uh we just felt like it was important I, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right, and I mean that's one of those opportunities that gets a lot dropped in your lap. Um, and I, I think there's a there's probably a very large percentage of uh, pre-hospital providers across the country who will be like, I don't want them people in my truck. Uh, they don't need to know. They, don't, they just need to know. You call nine one one, and I show up and I do my thing, and people live. You know, don't worry about how I handle it. You know, um, and I think it uh, probably. Right. I think probably years ago, I I think uh, I'd probably be one of those people like ah, I don't don't worry about it. Public, you know, you call we hall, I'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. Right. Um, but, but well, and you know, Chris, as our as our call volume across the nation increases, you know, our uh, I guess recognition increases too you know it's like what do these people really do and we're a young profession we really are you know when you think about the fire department police department ems is really new on the scene as far as 
medical providers. Forty years ago, you had the hearse coming to your house, and they were the same thing. And now it's like, oh my goodness, we're doing simple thoracotomies, and I mean, you know, goodness gracious, y'all are doing some wild stuff. Are are you doing simple thoracotomies? Yes, we are here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to move. I'm, I am. I'm going to move. <laughs> if you guys <laughs> could just put a, could you curtail those hurricanes things and alligators, I'd yeah. move. I would move. Um, yeah. No, you're, you're you're absolutely right. And, and you know, I normally I would say I hate that. I hate hearing that we're a young profession. And I got to come to terms with it. That forty and fifty years is, is young when you look at nursing and you look at other things. And, and you're right. And, right. and and we progressed pretty far, pretty fast. And it's you know I remember um, going to. I mean I I graduated paramedic school in two thousand two. Um, and, oh, wow. and you know thanks. <laughs> um, and 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 I remember in in that that time period that EMS agenda for the future uh, was was just finishing up and you know what's EMS look like for the next 15 to 20 years you know now we're at EMS 2050 um you know EMS you know 2.0 3.0 with all that other stuff and you know we were talking back then right. the coolest thing we were talking about expanded scope paramedics and you were going to be a junior PA and you were going to be doing stitches in the field and you know, that kind of went by the wayside and all of a sudden you've got community paramedic, you've got all the other facets of EMS. And I think, you know, it's it's definitely easy to lose sight of, of, you know, quality patient care. The education piece is a big thing now. Everyone's going to the, if you're, you know, we need to start requiring degrees in EMS and uh, that needs to be the goal. That needs to be the gold standard in the United States. And if we're not going to be accepted as a a profession, if we don't, Uh, and, and I understand I understand, and I teach. Right. You know, I teach in a degree program, and I get it. Um, and I think, you know, we put, I think we put out a great product. Obviously, I mean, again, you know, I'm trying to be humble, but we put out a good product. Um, and and our right. our students go on and they do things like you like you do. You know, they become SWAT medics. They do the they do all the other. They become community paramedics. They become supervisors, training officers. They get into education down the road, and you know, or they move on. They move on to nursing. We've had ones go to med school, PA school, nurse practitioner school, and you know, they, they stay involved in, in in medicine. So it's always good to, right. to see they got their they got that pre hospital piece, and then they move on to whatever else, which it, you know, I I think is beneficial. And I mean, I'm excited to see where we're headed next, and I'm excited to be a part of it. And there's days where I'm like, oh, I just want to go back to the ambulance. I want to do the ambulance full time. I'd rather be out with meeting patients. And then there's other days where the back's kind of sore and I'm like, I don't want to carry granny down the steps. I'm glad I'm in the office and go to clinicals and and the bad patients come to me and I get to see what happens. So it's typical, typical EMS people. So, so how did you get in? How did you get into EMS? What, 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 how did EMS find you? Did you find EMS? I always find there's like those two types of people. I would, yeah, I would say that, you know, it kind of found me, um, my career path was on a completely different uh, track, I guess. I had graduated with my bachelor's degree in biology from LSU Shreveport in 2006. And, you know, I was going to go the whole med school route. But uh, I lived in Shreveport, kind of wanted to get my feet a little, you know, wet. And so I had applied to the medical school in New Orleans. Well, Katrina happened. Um so everything just kind of got sidetracked. Um, I was put on the, uh, well, the, the whole entire state, I mean, just really got up into, in 2005. Um, and so I moved down to Baton Rouge because you really couldn't find a place in New Orleans. 
and I was uh, going to try and get some patient contact experience. So I started working in our what was our charity hospital in Baton Rouge, Earl K. Long, and I was working in the ER, and I was like, who are these people coming in with these patients? And it's sad to say that at that time, I had no idea what an EMT was, what a paramedic was, you know, or any intermediate. Like, I had no clue the pre-hospital care because I was born and raised in Arkansas. Our ambulance was our best friend's pickup truck. You know, we just, yeah, we knew that you could call 911, but at the same time, you know, we never really saw ambulances. I grew up on a horse farm, so... You know, we just, <laughs> we were out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, so anyway, I was working in there. The supervisor came in, and I was like, so tell me what y'all do. And he's kind of talking about it, and he said, well, come do a ride-along. And that was the beginning of the end for me. Right. That's like, I always, uh, I always tell people it's like the drug game. You always find that one person, <laughs> or there's that one little, I have it written, you know, and it, it's actually, it's not written on the outline I gave to you, and it's kind of, it was kind of helped me to kind of segue in, and it says, you know, uh, you know, how did you get in here, how did you get into this, and it says, you know, typically, it's from my notes, it says, you know, there's usually two types, and you know, you know them, you've been in EMS for any uh, a period of time, so right. you know there's two types of people who get into EMS. You got the... Uh, I, it's either the, I saw a bad accident and I was the first there and I felt helpless and I don't want to feel like that again. So I took an EMT class and then I took my first ride out and all of a sudden they're hooked. And then you've got the other group and the other group is you. I, I got a little lost on my way to med school slash PA school slash nurse practitioner school. It's like, I, I, I asked somebody what it was about. And that one person, it's like that guy in the, in the alley is like, here, take this. It's free the first time. Come back and see me. And you got that ride along and you're like, you know what? The EMT class right. only 15 right. weeks long. I can do anything for 15 weeks. And then here you are nine years later, <laughs> glittery patch on your shoulder, a bunch of cool medals, right. medic of the year. But, and it, I'm going to put words in your mouth. If I had to guess, you don't really have a plan to go to medical school in the next two years, do you? Oh, no. No. I knew, <laughs> I knew that going and getting my, I, that kind of went out the window. Um, I had no intention of obtaining a paramedic and then going to medical school. Um <laughs> I knew I wanted to help people, and that was, you know, that was the extent of it. I knew that working inside a sedentary place was not me. It wasn't my personality, and getting on that ambulance, it fit the bill. And so, you know, some people, they get bored of that. I think with my, I'll say, extracurricular activities as a paramedic, you know, I'm not just a paramedic on an ambulance. Um, It really keeps me on my toes, entertained, and you know, active. Uh, that's one of the things that, you know, I, I don't become complacent in my learning, so it keeps me interested in the field completely and, you know, passionate about it still. But that's good. And I, I like to hear that from somebody nine years. Uh, I, I like to hear that from people nine years in. That's extremely cool. Because, so you know, we know we know the turnover, right? When we, you probably see people, I don't, well, you know what? East Baton Rouge EMS, it looks like you have a pretty solid group of people. Because don't, don't, I'm not going to lie. I looked for your job postings and I was like, ooh. <laughs> and there doesn't seem to be too many <laughs> openings. So it looks like when people are there, they're right. pretty happy and they're there for a while. Uh, you right. know, versus that three, four year turnover. And people are like, well, it's up around. 
God, I'm going to go to nursing school, or I'm, I'm tired of, right. I'm tired of the bullshit, or I, this place isn't what I thought, or I'm going to go do something else in general. Um, right. So, and, and, and again, I don't, I, again, I'm, trust me, I'm not downing you for kind of taking that that sidestep from medical school i i completely understand as uh somebody yeah. who ended up in a biology degree in a pre-med track and realized that ems was a, was really cool and school was a little more difficult i didn't want to read in the summer i was not the i was not the above average student but and i decided right. to go back to school to become a teacher because that seemed like fun um and i got to my student teaching right. and i walked out because i was climbing the walls uh five days a week uh, t- teaching biology to high school kids, and I hated it. And I said, you know, EMS is right. fun, and I w- I've been pretty good at that. And I was just goofing off, riding as an explorer, and and went to paramedic school, and was like, you know what? I'm just this is this is good. I like this. This is, I'm good at this. This is fun. This gets me out of the house. I don't. And I get to meet new people all the time uh, and ask them about their bowel and bladder habits. I'm in. So where do I sign up? Right. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I, I I absolutely understand your point of view for that. So tell me about tell me about medic school. Well, you know, I I had never been on a. Um, honestly, this is going to sound conceited, and I don't mean it to be, but it's just the ignorance of what all paramedic school would entail. <laughs> um, somebody told me, oh, it's going to be the hardest thing in life. I'm like, look, I was the first person in my family to get a degree. How is that? going to be much harder and they were right because it's you're not just dealing with learning the curriculum you're also learning in how you're going to deal with really really bad stuff that happens to really really good people (laughs) right and um you know that's something that you have to kind of learn to take care of yourself um and you're not hate to say you're not ready for it but like, I remember the, the first time I did CPR, um, you know, I was like, well, this is not a mannequin. Right. You know, every student would tell you that. Right. Um, the first time I intubated, like, oh, that doesn't look like it's like those mannequins. Wow, yeah. that tongue is um, giant and in my way no matter what <laughs> I do. Right. Right. It's a whole lot nastier than what they, you know, what I thought it was going to be. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, so it was... It was hard in a completely different way, you know, managing your life around clinicals and still <laughs> having to work and, you know, it's like, goodness gracious. Um, it was a lot. And so I was shocked that it, you know, I struggled with paramedic school, um, that it was not a walk in the park. Right. That four-year bio degree was pretty uh, not too bad, right? And then all of a sudden you're having to memorize drug profiles and ECG rules. Right. And like, you're having to apply uh, both of those yeah. to my crashing patient in front of me, and he's just a piece of plastic, but your preceptor's gone, well, you know, you killed that right, guy. You right. gave him a paralytic and didn't okay. breathe for him for three minutes. Where's your head at today? That's not what exactly. right looks like. <laughs> and so you're, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, the creative mindset of going through paramedic school really, really developed, you know, um, as far as, you know, creating scenarios and what you're supposed to be looking for that's, you know, it's a scenario, so it's not there. Um, but, yeah, I was, I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised. <laughs> it was not pleasant at all. Definitely surprised. It's like being punched uh, in the face. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but I knew, again, it was something i wanted that patch so bad and uh i was gonna get it definitely gonna get awesome. it and um 
haven't looked back, obviously. Right. <laughs> awesome. That's that, that is it's great to hear. It's great to hear. And, and this is my fault for not asking. Uh, what was, tell me about that ride? That first ride along. I forget about paramedic school. What was that first ride along like? Oh, you know, ambulances have their own smell, <laughs> and uh, I didn't know that until I stepped into one, and it's like that smell. It's kind of this medicine cleaner. I don't know, but I just kind of looked at it of this structure that goes out into this world of chaos. And if you think about it, that's exactly what a paramedic does. It's the structure that goes out into the chaos. And I remember sitting down and being like, oh, so the, okay, the lights and sirens are on. All right. Holy cow. These people can't drive. Not, not, the, not the medics I was riding with. Right, everyone but, else um, on the road, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But, uh, you know, I did my first ride along with, East Baton Rouge GMS, and I knew that's where I wanted to end up because of the, you know, opportunities that they had that wasn't just on the truck. You know, I found from the beginning being a SWAT medic was going to be high on my priority, and I didn't know exactly how that would go about, but, you know, it was a goal. And, um, you know, just different things, being an active person, a bike medic, you know, that is definitely you add physicality to providing medicine like you know you pedal two miles to a cardiac arrest well who's gonna do cpr <laughs> right <laughs> i need a nap <laughs> and a snack me. you know yeah <laughs> exactly so um but you know it all goes hand in hand good stress relievers for the job is you know physical activity and that's one thing that as a profession we need to do a better job at so that was kind of from the beginning of us that i was passionate about was applying medicine in different in different ways instead of at a hospital you didn't breeze through paramedic school what do you have any do you have any bad memories do you have any you know, like you have a good or a bad memory from school something that stuck out not maybe, oh. maybe not that aha well, moment or anything but well no um i mean i learned you know i had this when a patient tells you or tells you that they're gonna die believe them universal truth right yeah universal oh, truth and you know grabbed me by the collar and said, I'm going to die. Right. And, you know, I was like, no, you know, that one, that one was probably the worst. And like I said, that was one of those moments that you're not prepared for. Right. That they don't really go into, you know, in a book. You can't learn that in a book. Got to get out there and have that happen, unfortunately. It's that, it's that exposure and that experience. And uh, I've said it a hundred right. times, if right. not a thousand, you know, the best, unfortunately, the way we learn in EMS is you get burned. Um, you know, right. whether you get that little overconfidence or you weren't confident enough or you were behind the eight ball and, you know, something happens and you, 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 right. you got to learn from it. All right. Enough school talk. Let's, let's talk about the show. All right. Okay. Let, let, let's talk about the show. If, if we can talk about the show. All right. Um, so, yeah. you know, what, how did it, uh, so how, how did it happen for you guys? Did somebody just need to get an email from the boss and saying, Hey, this is a thing that might be happening. Who's interested or. What's the, what was, is yeah, it, can you do like, can you um, talk like the process for that or? Yeah, our uh, director sent out an email saying that, you know, we might be one of the cities being filmed and anybody who's interested to just respond back to the email. And uh, I didn't respond immediately. I, once again, um, I, I'd rather people know, you know, paramedic and, and, you know, I had to talk to my partner and then my partner Stacy and it's like, well, it's, 
Stacy. If she's not on board, I, you know, we can't. You don't want to split up. You don't want to. You don't want to split up the band if you if you do it and she doesn't, right? You don't want to split up the band. Right, right, right. And so, you know, um, so we talked about it, and like I told you earlier, it was like if we want to try and give an honest view of what we do, how we deal with it, and you know, how we go out in our communities, and and really. Not only are we impacting these people's lives, but they impact ours as well. And, you know, we wanted to be that ambassador for our profession. And so we were like, okay, literally, what the hell? And that's how it started. We sat in and, you know, they asked us, they asked us, uh, you know, questions, tried to get to know us and that. And I'm sure that we started to answer the questions and then, you know, went on with our own banter and, go off know, on the old squirrel. tangent ems um, stories there i was right absolutely right. So there it was you know <laughs> and so whenever uh basically it was a couple weeks and then they're like okay here's the you know the people or whatever we were honestly shocked and so it's like okay now what <laughs> and the, the biggest thing was when they when the uh, production company called and like, hey, we're going to be riding with y'all tonight. And I was like, oh, my goodness. You really, I know this is going to sound so crazy, but those guys are so awesome at what they do. And they really, really do not get in the way and you forget that they're there. Well, like, it, you know, and it's hard to watch the show. And, you know, if you're if you're a provider and you're watching the show and you're like, man, you know, that's, it looks like a, that's a nice size ambulance. It's a box. You know, you can get, you know, like, man, I wonder where the camera guy was crawling over 14 IV lines. And, the you know, this, how many times did they pull the cables off the 12? And you're like, come on. What do you, what do you, these guys, you got to be like, and you, ne- you know, editing is what it is. You never hear, you never hear the medics. Yeah, you're no, like, hey, no. buddy, take it. You need to, you need to lift your legs up. Hey, buddy, let me get over there. Hey, let me do this. Hey, can you grab this guy's arm or whatever? <laughs> No, I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know how they do it, but I'm pretty sure they're magical in that they make themselves smaller on a call. Um, Camera ninjas. Really, they're totally, our ambulances are set up pretty big. I mean, they're pretty open. And, uh, you know, we are used to working with a lot more people, actually, than, um, you know, than just the... The film crew, sometimes when you, you know, load up those things with patients, there's not any room. And so it wasn't an issue at all. And like I said, they were phenomenal. Um, I don't think that they could have put better people on the ambulance. You know, everybody was laid back and right. really, like I said, you put somebody that's uptight and you're, you know, doing your thing, it wouldn't work. But the, I don't know where they came from, but we managed to like really put together a team of awesome people, and I can't say enough good about about them. That's fantastic. Blue was the production company that filmed with us. So to kind of yeah. circle around to your to your partner, you said I'd ask my partner, you know, I make sure everybody's on on board. Yeah. And, and and again, if people are following you on social media, and I'm I'm gonna in the show notes, I'm gonna I'll probably link a lot of stuff to your your uh, your Night Watch Lacey account and. Uh, people can start going through the the, the hashtags, and I guess I'm, I'm going to say you you're you're probably going to be the one that that built those the uh, the the Stacy and Lacey thing. I thought that that's that's pretty awesome, um, and the red stick <laughs> medic stuff, and 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 you can tell, and and that's and that's between that and the um, the um, the not today episode. 
um, that that yeah. there was two things that I noticed was uh, the, the 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 simple the very organic chemistry you and your partner had together, and I I was going to be super disappointed if you would have told me they just threw you two together for the show because you had oh. similar personalities. But I, I could tell after about like the third episode, simple, real simple, you guys probably been riding together for a little while. Yeah. A- am I wrong? Uh, no. Um, we met, actually, it'll be two years in at the end of December is when we first met one another. And uh, she was on... FTO, uh, and I was just driving. So when you start here at East Baton Rouge GMS, you, uh, you know, you're with a, a unit commander that's kind of orientating you to the field. Mm-hmm. And so someone was just driving the ambulance. But I was just driving her and her unit commander around, you know, as they responded to calls and all that fun stuff. And uh, that was the first time I met her. And she had a, a Jeep in the parking lot, and that was kind of where our relationship started. And, you know, we had a lot of, a lot, a lot of similarities in our hobbies that we like basically she's a you know i look in the mirror and she's a mirror image of me i mean we totally like the same thing um some people would think that that was too much but you know the way that (laughs) the way that we interact with one another it's just good humor and you know i i literally would say she is my soulmate in paramedic form you know she's very very attentive to detail just like i am you know and again our our hobbies being we we talk about that and and just our personalities and our outlooks a lot are the same so you know if i can tell when she's struggling or you know and i need to kind of carry carry her and and vice versa you know um i consider myself exceptionally blessed that she became my partner and that's a funny story in itself i was just gonna kind of take her under my wing to continue you know once you come off of our training you don't know everything there is about the department so they kind of put you with a senior medic and you know they show you the ropes policies all that fun stuff and um you know she was going to be probably the fourth person that I had that year and then it was like golly you know this is my partner this is what people talk about when they say the word partner you know yeah we're friends best friends and then you know she has my back and I've got her and it's a beautiful thing and I don't know that I'll ever come across anything like that in my career again. That's awesome. So, and, and, and I think yeah. I, I think I wrote it uh, when it's kind of I sent you the outline. Uh, you know, it's a pretty pretty well known adage in EMS, probably anywhere, but in definitely in EMS. You know, the right partner makes the shift. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I think you probably just described that to a T right there. So, so and so, how long have you guys been riding together? Um, let's see. Well, we found we it was a year and three months, something like that. And 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 so you didn't have to talk her into it too much to be on the show, like it was like a hand oh, no, down, no. like let's do, well, I'm in, let's do it. Yeah, it was like, and she, you know, we kind of just looked at each other, and she was like, she said, "Do you want to do it?" And I was like, oh, do <laughs> "I'll, I'll do, do it. it if you do it." And, uh, exactly, that's kind of how it went. <laughs> and um, you know, it. <laughs> I mean, we we ask ourselves all the time, "What in the world?" 
<laughs> well, you know what, and and I th- I think uh, I can I can relate to that, and I think probably, and I'm going to come back to that in a minute on the on a very positive and 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 a, and a somewhat negative side, um, but more more okay. more for now the positive side. Um, you know, I well, it, it might be negative for some people. I don't know, not for me, because you said like you know we need to start talking about some of the tough stuff and you know pulling some of that stigma yeah. away from the tough calls. You know, and like I said, I, I I did. I reached out because that season one episode two, the the not today one. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It it started out. I that first call hilarious. That was the the, the I mean not hilarious because the guys overdosed on the on the mojo stuff. We call I think we oh, call God, I think we yeah. call it K two and spice here, but I I don't call them that. I don't call them the mojo ever does i call him the move my nuts guy um so oh. I, I, and and you know i and it was funny because I, I mean I, again uh you know i had a uh, uh my uh my lieutenant when i worked when i worked full-time uh for the for about 10 years uh my lieutenant he was on he was actually on the show uh from discovery channel way way back late 90s he was on the paramedic show when he worked in dc and uh, we we really would we would give him a lot of shit about that, and it was actually two really good episodes. And, but we, you know, typical EMS people, we're gonna you know gently rip them right. because if we don't make fun of you, it means we don't like you. So we would right. we would give yeah. him crap right. about it, and like he would he would be like, you know what? He's like, listen, Chris. He's like, yeah, that you know, right. you saw forty four minutes of them riding with me for two months. He's like, the the words I would use anytime these shows are on are highly edited. And, uh, you know, the move, the move my nuts guy, I was like, man, it looks like they didn't edit too much out of that entire part because you're just like, um, ah, come on, dude. What do you, what do you need me to do there? <laughs> come, come on. Right. Right. And, and it was, I, you know, <laughs> that guy, um, yeah, he makes me chuckle still. <laughs> um, and whenever I had my head in my arm, I was actually trying not to laugh because I finally realized what he was saying and I'm like you know (laughs) from going you know from somebody trying to kill him and all this to hey could you move my nuts that was that was the priority (laughs) at that point in time like I would have found a way to make that into the report that would have been in the PCR somewhere Uh, (laughs) patient states (laughs) yeah just 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 there you want to talk talk about you want to talk about therapy and, and decompressing that would be the way I would do it um, but and then, right. then again, you know, later, same episode. And again, I know highly edited might not have been the same night, obviously. But if you're, you know, you're the general public and you're thinking, I mean, yeah, it tells you these events happened during 8 p.m. till 4 a.m., uh, you know, so in these different mm-hmm. cities. And, you know, they're, you know, people, people like us, we know eh, it might have been on the fourth week they were with them all together. They took, you know, they wanted to put the good calls together for this one and they put these calls together and I get it. And it doesn't matter to me because you know, again, I'm just a whacker and I like EMS and I'll, I'll watch whatever. I just, I'm, and it was weird. I didn't find, right. uh, I didn't find myself, you know, we, you know, uh, people like us, we watch medical shows and we're like, yeah, good job, buddy. Hold the laryngoscope in the other hand. Stupid. Um, and there, right. and and I am sure you have run into that. Um, and I, I kind of, I didn't even notice myself doing that. And I, I had my students watch a couple episodes and they're like, Hey, why are they doing mm-hmm. that? I'm like, because it might be their protocol. Shut up and watch. It's not what I want you to watch for. I want you to watch how they interact with patients. <laughs> Don't worry about what they're doing right, with the EKG right. cables or how they park the truck. Don't worry about it. Um, worry, look at the interaction. <laughs> Um, and then, unfortunately, the way social media works, um, you know, and 
I, I and I had I had something dumped into my lap the other week. Somebody had posted something from one of the EMS Facebook groups, and I, I, I I'm not going to say I try to stay away from things like that, but I watch I watch I mean I watched that some admin had to post like if if you guys do not stop shit posting about the night watch nation people and what they do i will remove you from this group and i was like ooh, i wonder what they said and i went and looked and i was like here we go everybody and their grandmother questioning everything that these guys and girls do i was like guys you're not you don't even work there half of them are in school i was like you know what last time i talked to the paramedics students that i teach i'm like you're better seen than heard you need to be taking everything in don't don't be critiquing all this you know and then that has got to kind of if it makes its way to you, I, I saw a guy on on one of your Instagram posts. He's like, "Stop saying, dude! It makes you sound unprofessional." I'm like, "Did you notice where she's the paramedic of the year? Pretty sure that's the opposite of unprofessional." Well, I mean, you know, when you're out there and you're and you're in their environment, you know, you've got to you've got to gain those people's trust. Right, you got to play to your audience. And you know, whatever you've got to do. Right. I'm, if I call somebody, dude, and I save their life. I'm right. sorry. But, you know, stuff like that, it's like, okay, if that's what upsets you, you know, I I don't really have a comeback for that, you know. No, 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 and you shouldn't. I mean, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to, and it's like, hey, you know, uh, last time I checked, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you do at your job? Thanks. And it's like, well, you know, right. you find these people get they get high and mighty. Yeah, you're not progressing the profession. No, you're you're this, you're that. It's like I said the word dude. Well, I mean, like, you know, EMS people are the worst people because we're you know we eat our young and you know it should be like wow these guys these guys took the chance they went on TV they showed the job they showed their they showed their shift they showed their partnership they showed what they deal with on and off the on and off the shift you know that's the you should be commended them it shouldn't you shouldn't be wrapped up in that minutiae of like well, you said you called that guy dude you know you know what we get called a lot a right. lot of other names trust me right yeah so right. you know it's it's definitely difficult you know when you have to you have to hear that from your own you know your own you know group of people your police fire ems public safety public service so you know that it, it, it's right. weird i don't you know it, it just it, it gets irritating to have to even you know read it and realize those people are exposed to it so you know it's just one of those i and i, I hate that that gets put it, it looks like it puts the person you know you're personally attacking a person like oh that's not how i run my truck it's like calm down you run how many calls a year a year do you run relax you're running eighteen thousand. you know I'm, we're running seventy four thousand responses and sixty eight thousand transports relax we're, we're still taking care right. of people right <laughs> So, but, but again, you know, same episode, you know, you went from the move my nuts guy to yeah, that autoped guy. Um, and that was a, that was a big deal. Uh, that was the, that was the, the big reason, uh, that was the, that was the primary reason I reached out, uh, because, uh, yeah. it, it was, it was pretty obvious. And again, it's not, you know, it could be a process of the editing or, or just in general. But it, And it, it seemed to me that, that that call, you were visibly upset. Like that call visibly yeah. upset you and what you said, when you said it, how you said it, how your partner reacted like, hey, you know, let's not let's not get into that here. Let's do this and let's, you know, let's let's move. Let's move forward to right. it. Um, and it, I mean, and right. it started, uh, it started so, from yeah. the dispatch, just like it normally does. You're looking at that MDT and you know, you, she's, your, your partner was reading everything to you and you're like, Ugh. and you guys pull up and there's tons of debris in the road and you can, but, you can get the emotion out of that call. Um, and, and that oh, yeah. was, uh, well, I mean, th- that was something I, like, I instantly go, noticed. Right. To kind of go with what you're, what you're, you know, going with and, and in that direction is, 
Absolutely. You know, when we get dispatched, like, no, that that is very real. And that, you know, that's me, you know. I, and that's one of the things that makes Stacey and I's partnership really work is that we talk those things out. And the cameras were there and captured that. And, you know, that's one of the things that as a profession – we need to be better about just talking those things out. Doesn't make us weak, you know, because I will say that. And at the, you know, when that call is over with, you know, it's on to the next one. And, you know, as you've got the move my nuts guy <laughs> where it's, it's kind of comical and then you've got tragedy and that's the challenge that paramedics have to, to deal with on a shift and call-to-call basis. Like, we don't know what we're going to get into. And uh, that's one of the things that, you know, A&E was able to really show really, really well those emotions that we do go through as providers. And, you know, as horrible as that call was, it was, you know, it shows the beautiful hearts of paramedics, how we care about people. And in our world today where people... There's so much hate. It's good to see, you know, everybody actually does matter. Well, it's a very it's it's keeping um, it's keeping that job very human. Um, and I think a lot yeah. of people, especially on on our side of the house, on the on the public safety side of the house, I and I think that's why there's such a stigma where it is where you know you you know you put up the caution tape, you wall it off, and you just move on to the next call because I might have to go, I might have to go run a, a bad breather and you know uh, do an innovation on the next one and you know that's going to have a very positive outcome and and that'll make it worth it. Um, you know, and and you dehumanize it a little bit. You're like, well, I'll just I'll just kind of I won't worry about it. And then all of a sudden, that dehumanizing it becomes very unhealthy. Uh, and 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 you know, again, more social media. It seems to me because we're so connected uh, with news and, and and notifications through the different pages. You know, it seems like you know you're you lose a provider, you're losing a provider a day. You know, to to suicide mm-hmm. over PTSD and and and, and right. burnout, or, or or you've known somebody who just couldn't come to work. They needed a couple of weeks off, you know, or, or or what have you, and they don't or they don't talk about it, or you or you lose somebody and you didn't even know that was a, a thing in their life. You thought they were pretty squared away, uh, you know. And we, we we talked about that a little bit on a, a couple of the other episodes, and it, it's definitely something we we need to 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 address. And and I think it's becoming a, a lot more with the Code Green campaign and a, a lot of the things that are out there between, uh, you know, more regionalized CISM and peer support and, and everything right. like that. Um, but I thought it was just really good that that was captured. And it, again, by mm-hmm. no agenda of anything, it just happened. Right. And, and it was showcased because that was the, that was part of the show. That was part of the, the project. Right. Um, and, and it was right. just, it struck me. And I think, I think there was also a point to it where I think and it was funny coming from some of the students and they were like, wow, she's, she's really broke up about that. You know, you know, what's up with that? That somebody does it all the time. I was like, that's the whole point is that someone who does it all the time, who's probably seen that more times than they can count, that still has that effect. It's more when it doesn't have the effect that you need to self-evaluate and go, hmm, why doesn't that bother right. me as much as it used to? Right. Am I becoming used to it? Am I turning right. myself off to it? You know, does that, is that, you know, you have to become really introspective about it and have those hard conversations. So it was, it was good well, to see that emotion. Yourself to feel right. 
like we are human at the end of the day and you know that that episode is like i said it was one that really um i i didn't obviously i didn't know what all they were going to show but after you know seeing it i was like oh man you know and a lot of people reached out to me and were like i hope you're not struggling and it's like you know i was being real with my partner at that moment and that's the whole entire point of you know the show really and um i was i was glad that it could be translated and applied to current events in ems but you know that is something that yeah we deal with and you better be ready for the next call. And, and I, it was, however it worked out, I think it was portrayed, per, I mean, it was perfect. And it's weird because I think you have to be in EMS for public safety to recognize the nuances of what was said and especially what wasn't said that was shown in body language uh, and nonverbal stuff yeah. and <clears throat> without becoming too much of a psychologist. I mean, I, I it was, it was, right. it's, it smacked me in the face and I was like, I'm going to email her. I'm going to find her. <laughs> We should talk about that. Um, and then, you know, you had some other stuff. And well, so I got jealous. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll personally say it's funny because I, I know I, I'm sure other providers will relate. You, So you run a call like that and you said, oh, I got to go run the next one no matter what. You know, you guys said, you know, I, I can't remember if it was you or <laughs> if it was your partner. Like, hey, let's go, we, we need to go get yogurt now. And, and I was like. Yeah, that sounds like stuff we do say. Absolutely, because I always think like I know what I say. If we run, we run a death, or we run a you know resuscitation, we had to stop or a bad call. We'll sit there and say, I'm like, look, man, we got to we got to go do another call. We got to go like birth a kid or something. We got to put one in the wind column for the shift. Right. You know, I'm gonna feel bad if I go home on the downer. Let's go birth a kid, and your partner's like, right. I don't, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> I'm like, it's better than this. Come right. on, circle of life. And you guys are like, let's get yogurt. And I was like, you know what? That's that's the way too. <laughs> let's go do that. And then. At the end right. of the show, again, editing aside, guys are eating yogurt. I'm like, what the hell yogurt place is open at 4 o'clock in the morning? And then I was like, you I, know, everybody wants to ask that. I like, want to move like, to Baton Rouge. I'm in. I'm in. You guys have frozen yogurt open at 4 a.m. I'm in. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> Racetrack uh, has, has frozen yogurt. That's awesome. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, where are you going to get frozen yogurt at 4 a.m.? I'm, I'm in. My shift ends at 5. I used to work 5 to 5. I'm like, I'm in. Where, where do I yeah, sign up? Just take it. That's where. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. That's been the most frequently asked local question. Where were you guys getting? Yeah, where can I do that? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, gosh, y'all, y'all just, you know, close the shutters and, uh, right. you know, don't come out or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you, you also said something so, during that. You said um, you're talking to your partner. You guys were decompressing a little bit. And you said, you know, I struggle with my own mortality when I run when you run calls like that. I mean. What, what do you what do you really mean by that? Like, where does that really yeah, come I, in? I I feel like that anytime we encounter death, you know, you have to think, gosh, you know, one day, one time, that's going to happen to me. And you know, again, seeing all the the awful, it's like, gosh, you know, I it does make me question, you know, how how was my end? Um, you know, it's not something that I dwell on, but, you know, in that moment, absolutely. Um, you know, it makes you want to take advantage of those I should have, I could have. And, yeah, most of the time when I go home, that's, 
that's exactly what I do. So when you when you're when you're at home, do you, do you split you split from EMS 100 percent? Try and focus on other stuff that's not EMS related or? Oh yeah, I mean um, most of my friends are you know paramedics, right? And of course you know if they're obviously want to talk about something, we'll talk about it. But for the most part, it's just lighthearted, silly conversation um and and are you seeing a change i mean are you seeing that that's helpful or i mean even in a small circle of friends or is it something maybe and you do cism for the for the service do you see it service-wide yeah pretty well adjusted well adjusted medics do you build it into your training programs for your new guys and stuff like that um now now we do you know so ems is being proactive in that um you know, and, and again, to each their own. If, if a medic feels like they need it, if they don't feel like they need it, and, and I think I think a lot of places are moving to that. And I think uh, the, the the amount of the amount of resources out there are a lot better. Um, right. That that and that, uh, you know, a lot of I didn't know that it was really popular with police departments to have a lot of the um, uh, CIT teams. And I was like, man, they've been getting the training mm-hmm. years before EMS. We're the ones who should be you know, into that, into the crisis intervention stuff. And, you know, uh, our state in South Carolina, we've recently really bolstered it, um, what they call it the FAST team, um, and it's statewide. And then we have it broken up into regions, and they, they, really, they really are recruiting, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of interest in it, which to me says, you know, it's, um, it's, 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 now it's, fi- it's finally okay to sit there and say, you know what, I need to go, I need to talk to somebody. I need to talk to somebody that's not in my organization, or right. I need to, you know, the, the local pastor's not cutting it. I may need someone to prescribe me meds, or I may need someone to classify this for me, which is great. Uh, and I think that does open, uh, it, it allows people to uh, be more open within the shift where, you know, you, you start to find out you know, people were struggling with stuff that you were like, man, I had no idea. Well, how would you uh, if nobody wanted to talk about it? So uh, I'm glad that it's right. coming to light. I'm glad. It's, I think it's another thing that's going to progress us. It's going to keep people around. It's going to decrease those suicides and or, or the burnout, the right. compassion fatigue. And, you know, again, like you said, we're young. Right. We have a lot to learn, and and I think it's just part of that growing process. Is another growing pain. So, but but I'm I'm glad it's going that route. I'm glad it's going that route. Right. So overall, what was your experience with the show? Did you? I mean, did you guys look back on it and go, "Man, that was that was what I wanted. That was exactly what I wanted out of it." Well, y- yeah, you know, um, obviously dealing with some of the uh, aftermath from uh, some of the things. It's like. You know, or criticism, it's like, oh, man, you know, you just kind of have to shrug that off. As a whole, you know, I I am glad that, you know, Stacey and I took that challenge and um, that we did it. Um, there's, and it's it's bittersweet. If you're talking to me tonight with our season finale, right. um, it was like, oh, man, I'm going to get in my feels about that. Everybody that's associated with 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 this show um the production company and even you know a and e the network the people that i've met i mean they've just been amazing and it's you know uh, you're just thankful that you had that encounter and that you had that opportunity and so while it's entertainment it's real life and you know and we developed real relationships with the people that's good. Uh, and, and I, you know, I think, again, I, I said I, I really do think this was shot 
so much better and i don't i don't know what it is I, it might be it might be part to do with me or it might just be a lot to do with the production of it uh it just it just seems to hold my attention you know or maybe it's because i'm not in the field full-time anymore because because of, of teaching but um it, it absolutely right. holds my attention and maybe it's the variety of it i'm like oh we're going to texas now it let's might, see what's going yeah. on <laughs> you know let's, let's see how yeah. these guys do you know, it it's like right um uh, i do love that i do love that we get to see how they do it in austin how they right. do it in tucson and how they do it in yonkers um you know <laughs> and it's crazy because i you know i'm getting to meet alex next week and i'm excited about that but uh you know that's been that's been cool you know just the the people that it's brought you know to expose me to that i get to meet those people and you know see how they run calls uh you know austin's been great they've all been great Tucson and, and yonkers um super super awesome and you know uh to kind of throw it throw it back a little bit you know when titus was getting his paramedic from Nightwatch. Uh, I was his paramedic priest. I saw that picture and I was like, that's so cool. That tie in, man. That's great. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's crazy because I didn't know that he was associated with the show. You know, to me, he was just another student. Just another student, uh, right? You know, we laugh about that now. But if you ask him how I treated him, he couldn't believe that I didn't know he was part of the show. He uh, obviously has become a friend, but um, yeah, with their new um, show. Nice watch presents first responders. I mean, I'm just excited for him too. Yeah, that looked. I watched a couple of those. Those looked real. Those looked like a lot of fun. Those those look like a lot of fun. Uh, I was jealous. I'm like, man, I got to move a little more further south. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we do it all down here. But you know, to kind of go back with what you're saying about people, you know, you shouldn't say dude or whatever. Right. Like we talk a little different down south. Right. Everybody is a (laughs) a ma'am, a sir, and right honey and baby like we do that they tell you not to say that in paramedics you know it's like but it's part of the culture it becomes a vernacular it becomes <laughs> the, it becomes the culture and it's weird if you right. don't do it like sometimes it's looked at you know right. that's disrespectful if you don't do this or you know like oh you're not from right. I, I moved i'm from pennsylvania and i moved to south carolina mm-hmm. um you know and I, I mean i've been on i finally i finally it took me a couple of years but i had the call i had the call where people said you're not from around here are you boy and i was like oh I see. Um, you're still mad with that civil war thing. Um, I'm. I and I was. A, I was a sole provider on a quick response vehicle, and I was like, "Man, where is that ambulance? I hope they have a little bit of a southern accent because I gotta go. These people don't like me because of this." <laughs> um, you know, and I'm just trying my hardest to like gain some type of rapport for the next five or ten minutes until the ambulance gets there to transport. <laughs> so, right. I understand. I absolutely understand that. So what, uh, you know, you're, you know, East Baton Rouge. I mean, you guys seem to have a ton of opportunity in that service. The, the, the city looks beautiful. Um, when I was doing, I was doing the research to kind of, before you came on and kind of get an idea of the area. And like I said yesterday, I'd been to Lafayette and I, I really didn't realize that Baton Rouge was right between, uh, New Orleans and, and Lafayette. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what are so what are, what is East Baton Rouge? Like, what's, uh, what are you guys doing? What's, what's happening? You know, what's next for your, for your service? I mean, you guys seem to have like a lot of outreach, a lot of services, a lot of service to the community. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we're, uh, have the community paramedic program. would like to expand that, uh, 
you know, um, we are the biggest parish in the state of Louisiana. Okay. Uh, so you're you it. Know, a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think you guys there. also, I think a few years ago, you guys also produced, you guys had like the Medic of the Year, like National Medic of the Year, right? I think somebody, yeah, I thought uh, I read that somebody had won that. Susan Bailey, she's yeah. now the director of the Bureau of EMS for the state of Louisiana. So, um, you know, we've got a a lot of we've got a lot of talented people, and um, you know, the best thing I feel like with the show coming to town is that the community really gets to see the great people that are out to serve them. And I mean, I I couldn't be more happy. For the department, obviously, it inspired me to become a paramedic. So, I wish nothing but the best for East Baton Rouge EMS. Do you guys get a lot of community support because of it? Have you guys got a lot of more, a lot of more hand waves and you know, thank you for your services oh, type man, things? Yeah. And man, love the show, stuff like that. Right, right. You know, I'm just walking around in Walgreens, and, you know, people are like, "Can I take a picture with you?" Right. Like, sure. You know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, that happened before with children and stuff but you know this is adults and uh, right. you know it's, it's a little a little different but right. uh, <laughs> it kind of takes you back normally people so are like cool. can you check my blood pressure and you're like wait 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 uh right. take a picture with you what <laughs> that's awesome i love yeah, it i love hearing exactly. that um all right so it's it i'm not to run too long and uh I'll, it's my way to talk into coming back on but i got really quick question so are you you might be doing i get two what, so if, do you have a dream EMS job since you say you're not going too far? I mean, do you have – you going to just be the medic forever? Are you going to – looking to be the chief? You're looking to do education? Like what's what's next for Lacey Spencer? Um, you know, eventually. Uh, again, I'm relatively young in my career uh, in EMS. I mean, nine years, that's, that's, that's not a dinosaur. No, not yet, <laughs> but, but you're, you're approaching veteran. Right, right, right. <laughs> and uh, – you know, so there's still a whole lot of uh, um, drive as far as, you know, I want to be involved in that next generation. As far as if you come to work here, I want to help your success. Um, so that would be, you know, the next step for me is to help train new hires uh, and to orient them into the field in a deeper way. Yeah. Um, and now, and this this, make, this that's a stupid question, but the red stick medic uh-huh. hashtag. So what is is yeah. it is it the is it the stripe on the bottom of the truck? No. No. What does no, it mean? No. What does it mean? All right, I got you, man. So, Baton Rouge is French, obviously, um, and it's a marker. It was our city was founded on a marker between uh, the Indian. I feel tribes. I feel instantly stupid as you're explaining this. Rouge, red in French. Baton, baton, yeah. marker, stick. I am in. I, I'm gonna go. I need hey, to do but no, better you're research. Not the first person that asked. <laughs> and so, you know, anytime we can show off the culture of Louisiana, I mean, we got to do it because um, we have such a, gosh, an eclectic mix of people within our state. That's um, so much cooler now that I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna ask her this question. And it's gonna end up being the red stripe on the bottom of the truck, and you're gonna sound like an idiot. Well, yeah. I sound like an idiot because I don't know French. Um, and, uh, oh, no. but now I know. I mean, it just goes to show you the, the French, you know, influence all around the state, you know, um, by having parishes instead of counties. Right. And, you know, the different names and all of that. And our food, I mean, it's just everywhere. Um, 
I mean, it's in our name. Awesome. That's great. All right. Well, again, in the in the sense of not, you know, keeping you, and plus I'm going to get home and eat some dinner and get ready for the finale. I want to watch it, obviously. Um, what else? Anything you want to say? What else do you have? What do you got? Anything that you got dying to say? Want to say to everybody or whatever? Oh no, um, you know, just when they watch the show, just uh, enjoy themselves. Don't don't try and pick it apart. Don't overthink it. Don't worry about what you would do. Yeah, (laughs) it's not. It's not. You know a made for tv thing it's it's reality it's reality tv right put into you know a show and so yeah our profession is getting showcased on a national level and enjoy that enjoy it i enjoy it i enjoy it 100 percent. like i can't i can't be more upfront about that than i than i already have i mean i i absolutely enjoy the show i really hope it gets picked up for a second season do you think uh do you think the show and especially you guys where it shows four different cities um do mm-hmm. you think that that and you know there's a, there's a provider shortage across the country and a lot you know a lot of people have different views on it you know the economy's doing better so these aren't jobs that people typically you know flock to I always joke with the students or I joke with people like you know you're seven years old you see the fire truck go by and the you know oh shiny diamond plate and red lights and sirens I want to do that I want to run into the burning building there's not too many people out there who look at the ambulance and go ooh ambulance i want to do that you know it's usually you have to have that exposure you talk to somebody you know and we're in the shortage do you think shows i i think that the show will hopefully push people like i said you know my my little girl she like she loves live pd you know she's like i want to be a canine cop i was like daddy would like to see you on the ambulance (laughs) well i mean yeah chris i mean to answer that question i mean tons of people have reached out to me and you know said i want to go be an emt you know watching the show inspire you know or it's helping them through school or you know whatever and it's like that's cool and so yes i think that shows like this are absolutely helping not only bring awareness to our profession but you know inspiring people to come out and do it i hope that happens i i hope i i just for that fact i would i would absolutely support that show shows like these continuing on because um, we need them right. we, we know it i see it here at the school uh in enrollment um you know i see it in the i see it in the field i see the 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 medics and the emts getting younger and younger because you know they're right out of school and you know we lose we're, we have a lot of our, our our older people retiring uh and it's a lot of our street leadership and it's like, man, who's going to – who's leading – you know, I look, the, st- the students ask me questions. They're like, well, what about this? What about this? I'm like, look, that's going to be you in 10 years. You're going to be you're gonna be leading EMS. You're going to have to solve that problem mm-hmm. or you're going to have to make it better for the, the next round of students coming through. You know, you right. guys will be the preceptors. You'll be the training officers. You're going to be – you're going to be the ambassadors of EMS. You know, and that's, and that's what I need. I need to put the – I don't need to just put out good medics. I need to put out people who are going to stay a little while and, you know, have that passion for it. Uh, you know, not necessarily move on. I want people to move on and be successful, but I want people to say, hey, look, this 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 is a needed job. It's it's not going to go anywhere. We need to still – people are getting older. We need to help people and keep them interested. So – so I'm right. I, I'm glad that you think that the show absolutely will help that. Uh, it's good. It's good yeah. to hear from yeah. from somebody like that. So right, and you know, for you know, think about it though. A and E is absolutely, you know, they've set a a precedent for showing yeah. first responders. Absolutely. And so without 
a network like that, we would not have that response. And so my hat's off to them uh, Absolutely. for showcasing it. Absolutely. I think, like I said, phenomenal job from, from the production company, the camera people, all of it, you guys especially. Um, I, I think it was awesome. And it, like we joked, I worked I, I worked a couple shifts, uh, you know, during the, the, the run of the season. I told my partner, I was like, Doc, we're going to, it's going to be our own night watch. Come on, man. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, you're not watching the show? And he's like, no. I was like, you better get on it. I was like, it's it's, it's super positive. Yeah. You should go check it out. It's it's funny. Um, sure. You know, some people that, sure. you know, you would have thought like, oh, every medic in America is watching this. But it was cool. Right. And like, you know, then they come back. They're like, man, that was, that's a really good show. Like, I binge watched it this weekend. <laughs> so. Right, exactly. Yeah, they're like, exactly. man, why didn't anyone tell me it was on? I was like, well, I didn't know we need to send that out in the newsletter. <laughs> Right, and it's like, you know, it's like as we pick up traction, it's like, boom, it's the season finale. It's like, where'd it go? Wait, wait. Right, I need another six episodes. Ten's not going to do it for me. I need 16. (laughs) There you go. There you go. But anyway, it was a pleasure talking to you, Chris, and uh, if you need something else, man, just just hit me up. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, I think there's probably a ton of more things we can talk about, and uh, I'm not going to lose your number or your email, and uh, I hope you guys get picked up for season two, and... uh, I can't wait to see the finale tonight. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. See ya.